Are you ready? Yes, my lord. Tell the mace. Yeah. Yes. Welcome to Alethea Radio's own Off the Books, a show coming from the Christian perspective, giving you insight on how God views things and Christians view things, because that's what we do. <laughs> we all view things. We just view things. <laughs> Welcome. I'm Sean Egan. I am your host, Cesar Santos, and this is, ladies and gentlemen, we would like to welcome back the one... The only. Yeah. Welcome back. The bird is the word. Bird is the word. Good to be back. Missed y'all last week. Yeah. Yeah. He says he does. He says he does. I don't know. Take it with a grain of salt. We'll see. We'll see. Welcome, people. Welcome. We got a lot for you today. Uh, we're talking about uh, the world, the way you view it, reality. Um, what is your worldview? And we entitled this. Whose world is this? The world is yours. Whose world is this? Whose world is this? That's a very good question. Is it mine? Is it mine? That is a great question. It's yours. All right. So, yeah, we're going to be talking about that. We're going to be talking about things going on. There's a lot of things going on, right? Oh, yeah. There's always a lot of things going on. But for some reason, the temperature is excessively hot these days. (laughs) Not hot enough for you, obviously. No, no. I can never. I'm always cold. always cold. I mean, last year I was always hot. Now this year I'm always freezing. Yeah. You think with all that weight you put on, you might have warmed up a little bit. A little insulation. Yeah. yeah, A couple of chicken fajitas later. Yeah, right? Well, some news. Uh, Dave Chappelle got attacked on stage. Dave Chappelle got attacked. Did you see that? Yeah, that's crazy. I did not see that. What happened? Yes, somebody somebody was at, I think it was one of his uh, Netflix uh, programs. They were filming it. And uh, somebody jumped on stage and had like a replica weapon that actually shoot that shot. Like knife blades like or knife something, blades. Right? He didn't get anything off or anything. He just went to go tackle him down to the ground and everybody just pummeled the guy. I That's mean, they, crazy. They, they, yeah, they, Dave did this like move too, this like spin move. Yeah, he was like a, he was like <laughs> a Shaolin monk. He just turned and he, the guy fell to the side. <laughs> that was it. He was <laughs> like, like a drunken monk. He was like the high monk. What, what was he doing? He's like, I'm trying to tell you, it's just jokes, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? Right? Oh, so, you know, that happened and, and I think uh, there's a few people there uh, yeah, there was a bunch of people there, actually. Um, who did they say? Uh, Jamie Foxx actually jumped up and mm-hmm. helped pummel the guy because I, I think he yeah. left in an ambulance, the dude. <laughs> Oh, dislocated shoulder and everything. So yeah, that's so bad. Yeah. Well, listen, like, but this is kind of like what we're talking about today. Like, what kind of world is it that somebody you disagree with deserves to get potentially physically harmed because you disagree with him? You you run on stage. If that's the case, we don't even know yet. Well, he why said he did something it. that ticked him off. Yeah, because that dude ran at him like you I gotta get to him. A lot of that lately. Like Will Smith get up and slap wasn't it Chris Rock? You get all offended <laughs> yeah. on some jokes. Well, I they mean, say that was the beginning, <laughs> and now it's all downhill from there. No, <laughs> you see, watch it, your mouth out there. No, it's funny because like this is all current events. This is all new things that are happening. Yeah, but technically, it's there's nothing new about it. We've been doing stupid things like this since the beginning of time. Yeah, if we could all, you know, be honest. 
Definitely. You know, like, I was talking to somebody in 7-Eleven the other day. They're like, oh, the world's getting crazy. I'm like, no, it's not. World been crazy. It's been crazy. Like, yeah. What do you think? Like, it just started getting crazy since you were born? Like, you know, it's like you're 25 years old. Back in my day, let me tell you something. There's been a lot of days before us that the world was crazy. And we keep repeating yeah. the same cycles over and over and over. Yeah, you know, sure. biblically, it's 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 documented for that reason, because we don't change too much. Like the circumstances of the world around us change, but we don't. Well, it seems like even uh, instead of it being able to disagree with somebody, you've got to resort to some sort of physical or, uh, you know, mental abuse on the person that you disagree with. Yeah. That's what it turns into. Yeah. Right. There's no more discourse. You can't just agree amicably. You got to, yeah, you got to take it to gotta, the next You got to take it to the next level. It's like everything's becoming that street level. Like everybody, yeah. like, you know, they grew up in the streets and it was that way. You know, you disagree with somebody, you bring it right to them in, in that way. Yeah. And now it just seems to enter into every avenue of life. You the, see, but that's the problem. The problem, and, the problem yeah, like, the problem is not that we're disagreeing in the world right now. That's not. The, the problem is how we react to disagreement. Right. right. You know, they're two totally separate things. And we like to group them in. And say like, oh, it's because of this person, it's because of that person. But ultimately, how you respond to someone really has, uh, that that's where the power lies. That's where the control lies in these things. I yeah. Believe. Yeah, and I think that's where uh, your view of what reality is, your view of the world comes into play. Mm -hmm. Is how, how you're going to view uh, what somebody says, what they say, and then take it, and then, and how do you then in your reality perceive that yeah you know and then and then in that you then react to it hold up i'm gonna move my chair before it gets too noisy hold on, let me get comfortable get comfortable get comfortable <laughs> that chick, we had chicken fajitas before guys it was great but it's it's doing a little work so uh <laughs> so um so like yeah so so what makes a person's uh well before you get into that and also there's what, another the other thing that leaked uh um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The, that uh, leaked view, thing, from, right? yeah. That leaked view from the from the Supreme Court. Um, yeah. that's pretty big right now. Too. Yeah. Well, number one, the first thing that should be really big about it, and that seems to be getting glossed over for some reason, which I don't know, yep. is that number one. Okay, so if anybody, okay, in order to get that statement out, you have to go through a serious amount of trouble because everything that is supposed to be said in that chamber is supposed to be destroyed and liquefied before it leaves that chamber. So it, obviously somebody wanted that to get out the chamber because those statements yeah. don't get leaked out of that chamber like no. that. No, they're yeah. destroyed before they leave the chamber. So somebody went through a serious amount of trouble to leak that. This yeah. is not some random mistake that just happened. Yeah. And what's really crazy is it's like we're we're capable of such amazing things, but yet we remain so gullible to uh, to other other people's um, other people's uh, motives. Yeah, like right. there's I mean, a motive. You got to see this. the agenda behind that. You have I mean, to. It's clearly, to disrupt the process and give no credibility to the outcome or projected. The only problem with that it. is it's not going to disrupt the process. Yes, it's a bad thing, and you kind of can see the views of that one person that that you know the one judge that put that out there but it's the process is still going to continue and i think that's why you see the uproar and the riots and things like that going on because they right. know what the outcome is going to be right. and it's also to bring that about too just right. also you know to discredits what they're doing in there well yeah. but i think why people are getting upset is the main point too right so why people are getting upset is because people tend to think that um 
that the whole process is based on a, an individual's opinion who is on the Supreme Court. That's not the case. That's yeah. not what's in question here. This has nothing to do with the individual mor- uh, morality uh, foundations of the of the members of the Supreme Court. Depending right. on what side of the aisle they lean towards, you can assume certain ideologies will rest upon those individuals. But that's not what any of this is about. What it's about, it's, it's, it's about documentation. It's about the Constitution. What is constitutionally, um, what is constitutionally adequate. Yeah. That's what this is about. Yeah, the ruling between Roe versus Wade does not sway the Constitution. It doesn't. Way. And right. people it's act really like... taking the power out of the government's hands, the big government, and, and breaking it down it where it belongs, back in the state legislature. Which is better. That's the way it should be. Right. That's more in the people's yeah. hands who yeah. you know, vote the legislators in and whatnot, and then it puts it more directly in our hands. Right. Yeah. Well, exactly. Well, not even so much our hands, but our representatives' hands for the right. state. Right. For, for the, each oh, state. Yeah. Let me turn that all down. I'm over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's for each state. So. Yeah. Right. You know, and big outcries like, oh, it's, you know, women's rights or whatever they want with their body. And, and yes, and that's an issue. And that's certainly on the platform. But it's not really, again, really even about that. That's not what they're voting on. It's not. They're just taking it out of big government's hands. And they're making this whole uproar. Yeah. Because now but they now, know putting it in individual states' hands, there's going to be a lot more of that across the board. Right. Well, so. and, and, and that's the whole point about it that, that, that's got people upset. Number one, um, uh you got to find out what you're getting upset about. You got to look at it from all perspectives. And that's what we're here to talk about tonight. Number right. one, um, you have to look at it from the perspectives of, of, of why it began, what, what, what made it, what makes it something that is more state, uh, fundamentally uh, state lensed than mm-hmm. it is federally. Yeah. You know, it's 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 a matter of of the law, and the law is there for a reason. Now, you do have some people who feel like the laws of this country are inadequate. Um, and listen, you could study law all you want, but this stuff has been built up for a long time, and it works. Yeah, you know, what I mean? and it, it's unfortunate because even with this decision, people think that it's going to eliminate abortion, but it's not. You know, it it will leave no, it up to it, certain it states, uh, you know, and you're going to have states that agree, but it's not going to prevent somebody to get on a bus and come to New York or to California to still perform that, that, you know, murder, let's call it what it is. Right. You know what yeah, I mean? That's what it is. So, yeah, I mean, so, I mean, you know, and really what it comes down to is your, your worldview, your perspective, what, you, how you see reality. Now, yeah. do you see life beginning at conception or do you see life begins outside of the womb? Okay. So, you know? yeah. So let's, let's talk about, uh, let's get even, even deeper than that. Let's really right. try to like go, go to the core of it. So what makes uh, your worldview, your worldview? And I'll give you a simple answer for it. Your worldview is based on your outside influence and what you, and, and what you deem appropriate for your lifestyle. You know, um, so so let's look at it this way. Uh, for example, when my life started crashing down and I had to make a decision, I needed a better definition of what love was and what what appealed to me was going in the direction of of, of love and what works for treating people the right way. So I had to come to an understanding that there's no gray area between what's right and what's wrong. We like to bend those areas. But there really isn't one. Like, for example, like I thought back in the day it was good to, uh, you know, I thought I was doing a justice to a friend of mine who couldn't afford cigarettes when I used to smoke, and I would buy him a pack of cigarettes, and it made me feel good that I was doing something for him. But what I was actually doing for him was hurting him. 
Now, you know, would I do that now? No, I, I, I wouldn't do that now. Why? Because I've learned and I've become what I feel is a better person. Right. Right. Number one. Now, why do I feel I'm a better person? This is something that everybody should ask themselves, because when we come to topics of uh, conversations about worldview, what winds up happening usually between two people is that there's this massive tension between someone claiming the moral high ground in the conversation. And listen, you don't have to claim the moral high ground. You have to prove the moral high ground. So you can make claims your entire conversation about it, but what makes something moral and what makes something immoral? Mm-hmm. That's the that's the deepest question you have to ask right. yourself. And where did you get that definition? Where did you get from? that standard come the, from? Right. Yes. So like, a, so what you're saying basically, a worldview is the framework from which everyone sees reality. Yes. It's it's how you how you perceive your life. Yes. And how, through, yes. Through, how you perceive your life. Um, how. Um, why you perceive it that way, what did you go through that brought you to this point, what type of revelation have you had in your life, and what have you been taught? Right. Because ultimately, we all have to be taught things. Some of the things we're taught are good, some of the things yep. we're taught at ba- are bad, and everybody knows that. That's a general statement. We could have that conversation all day and get nowhere and just drive in circles, but what we're going to talk about today is what makes something good, what makes something bad. Yeah. And where where does it stem from? I mean, does a, as you grow, like you, say you're born, you know, as you grow, your worldview changes, right? Yeah. And also, it really also can you got to consider what you're learning because a worldview is also it's it's something that's learned. It is something that's learned, you know. And and you do have within you um, a foundational worldview that we're we are made with, like what we believe. Um, that it's there, um, and that, and as you go through life, you can be conditioned one way or conditioned another way, depending on your cultural surroundings, right? Depending on, um, you know, the, the, where you're on the map of the world, whether you grow up as a native American or, you know, uh, in, in, uh, India and, and deal with Hinduism, things like that, that shapes your worldview, Absolutely. Right. And, and, and it's, not, um, it's not bound by age limitations either. Um, your worldview uh, should constantly evolve. I mean, you're, you know, we're talking about change, and change is very important. And everybody says, change is necessary. Growth is uncomfortable. But yet the moment we become uncomfortable, we become defensive. So somewhere between uncomfortable and defensive, something has to happen. And the only way that something is going to happen is if you have a standard to fall back on that has worked over and over again. So I think the number one question then would be uh, uh, someone that's seeking, what what is my worldview? Because I, I believe a lot of people don't even know what, not that they don't know what the worldview, I don't even believe that they think they have one where... Yeah, I don't think they give it too much thought. Thought, yeah, where it's like, okay... Well, because they've never been pressured and a good worldview challenges you. Yeah, like why do I why do I perceive? Because we can all look at certain facts and perceive them different ways mm-hmm. or read something and interpret it different ways through the worldview that we have. So I guess the first question starts off with what, does absolute moral truth exist? Right. I mean, yeah. that's the probably the first question. Okay, and then the second and where question. Where do you look to define that truth? Yeah. Do you define it yourself? Is it subjective? How or is, is it, it defined? Like you said, is it absolute? Right. Is there a standard of morality? Is there a standard right. of this is true and this is false? 
I think the most important I think the most important thing that I've ever been told um, at my church and uh, and being around um, other men uh, is is um, is to question the Bible. Is to is to question certain elements of it. Is to do the homework yourself. Don't just believe something because it's written. You have to read into why you believe it. And right. I think that's the most important. Well, that's thing. important. Yeah, I mean, with the, with the word with the Bible, you, you know, you it's it's a condition where you're not going to read into the Bible. You got to read what's out of the Bible, and you got to look at a lot of different factors as far as what you know. Uh, literature it's written and the yeah, yeah. genre the, the, the narrative the narrative which is written, and, the context you know, and there's a lot to it you know yeah. so it's hermeneutics right, we have to measure all things by the bible in a sense you test right. other truth claims by what scripture what god has absolutely revealed. and and, and of course honest, there are those out there who won't even fall to that because they won't believe the bible is the word of god and they'll stand on their own morality or their own worldview but it really comes down to what's the basis of truth why you believe that like we why we believe the bible that's what we're going to stand on we always got to go back to that, even in the face of all these other worldviews. It is that system of truth that we must stand on. Yeah, when I when I first became a Christian, I rebelled against that concept because my thing was like, oh, okay, it's the word of God. So I'm picturing like the um, like the dude from Constantine that was in the liquor store when he reads the papers with his eyes rolling up in his head and stuff. Like that's the, that's what I right, pictured. Right, it was right. such a bizarre concept for me. But when you actually read into it and uh, and find out the simplicity of why that is true, it's something totally different. I think um, it's easy to criticize something that you know nothing about because you choose to know nothing about it because learning about it might alter your, your, um, your perception of it. And then it becomes offensive to you because then you have to admit that you may have gone a little bit too far with your defense of your position. Right. Yeah. 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 If you don't want to accept it for what it is or see it for what it is, then like I said, it's more comfortable. Then you can make it up as you go. Yeah. Your own set of standards, your own set of morality, your own set of truths. Yeah. And especially as a, as a young man, like growing up, um, like, I mean, men and women both go through this, but I mean, from my personal experience is, uh, is so pride, hating to admit you're wrong, um, holding on to the shame that comes along with it when you're wrong. And now it's to the point like, um, and I've been challenged in a bunch of areas. It's not like I just believe something and I refuse to listen to other people's perspectives. That's not, that's not the point because my worldview just happens to be everything. And, you know, Chew the meat, spit out the bones. You know what I mean. Um, so, so when I'm challenged to certain things, um, even though I don't like it, I look into it. I read books by people that that most of the people that believe what I believe wouldn't read. That's important, actually, because a lot of Christians, when they do what they do, is they kind of separate themselves from the world and they try to you know, avoid as much as possible things that might interrupt their Christian ideology you know yeah, yeah which is i don't believe that's right like you know i think you should be you know hearing the atheist or hearing uh yeah. the the muslim and and listening to what they believe and reading about it and learning about it so i i believe like in the beginning i was kind of thinking myself where maybe i wasn't strong enough to do yeah. that yeah because some christians are not strong enough to read it because they might get swayed in a way right so it, it might yeah. not be that for everyone but that has a lot you know? to do that's with why, uh yeah. with our acceptance issues deep down we want to be sometimes we want to be accepted into uh some type of faith-based community because it gives you a purpose it that's that's not the entire purpose of the Bible, for example. Like, right, and that's not what makes up a Christian. You don't just join a community and say, well, I'm a Christian, just like you would say, hey, I'm a Buddhist, say, because I want to be a Buddhist, and you start going to the Buddhist 
temple, whatever it is, and yeah, just by be, saying that you're a Buddhist, no, yeah, that's not because, what makes you a Christian. Because we have a bad history of misrepresent misrepresenting our 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 groups, for mm-hmm. example. You know what I mean? Like like everybody knows about the Crusades. That there was horrible things done in the name of God. Truly, yeah, and yeah, yeah, absolutely. The, yeah definitely. And I can and say it, absolutely, those people who did that were not Christian. You could not perform these things that were, or they thought they were. To what they Jesus thought they were said yeah. and taught what God taught in His Word, yeah. and just claim, "Well, I'm doing it in the name of God." Well, no, you're not. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. No, you're absolutely or, right. Or they, like you said, they believe they are, and they interpreted the the Scripture differently because of their particular way they view reality. And I kind of view everybody like that. When I sit down and I talk to a person now who, who may be on a total opposite side of, of my worldview, the first thing that I got to remember is that whether they know it or not, um, God formed them with his own hands, period. Right. Right. So I got to remember that, um, that the God that I believed sacrificed himself for you as well. The God that I believe, you know right, what I mean. Right. So when I'm addressing this person, I, you know, I don't expect them to look at the world the way I do whatsoever. But the first thing I do want to do with them is have a standard conversation. Normally, when you come across people, they want to get right into the meat right away. That's not you. You're not going to be able to have good, meaningful conversations with somebody without relationship. That, yeah, I was just about to say that. You're because, not, it's not going to happen. Yeah, because it, you can't. You can't actually have a discussion. And no, you have to know somebody first. That's why it's best to even just get to know somebody first yeah, before, gu- you know, yeah, but, yeah. you could be, you, you know, and I've evangelized in the street and things like that. And, and you can have meaningful conversations that people, uh, with people that are willing to have mean, meaningful conversations, you know, other than that, it's, it's tough because you got to have somebody, which it seems lately as we go through um, you know, everything that we're going through now in the world, it seems like people are less likely to have these difficult conversations. Well, that's the point. Like, without getting point angry. That conversation? Are you looking to win an argument or are you looking to win souls? I mean, you even know, even with uh, conversations I've had with Christians that don't believe in the same uh, eschatology or things like that, they get frustrated and get angry because you don't believe a certain way either. It's the same, you know? Mm-hmm. It's being able to have... A conversation because our ultimate uh, objective as Christians is to love and serve God and and glorify Him. So even in our conversations, we need to do that. Yeah, and the one way to do that is to is to follow good protocol when you're having these conversations. So if you have a conversation with somebody who's who's coming from a totally different perspective than you, and you start to get angry, the, your first giveaway that you're facing some type of dissonance in the conversation is your anger. That means you either you're feeling you're backed into a corner or you're frustrated with the person because they're not giving in to what you say. Mm. That's a control issue. That has nothing to do with nothing. I can't control how another person thinks. I don't want to control how another... That's like me coming in your house and saying, Sean, by the way, um, you should listen to what I say about how to raise your kids. Right. Exactly. You know, I would yeah. never tell you that because it's not my place. Some people right? will, and they, they can't help themselves, but... Yeah, yeah, but you know what? I don't have to listen. That's to I think either. that's why we have to get. I mean, we keep saying you know worldview, 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 and I don't know if everybody, like I said, thinks that way. It's actually just what you believe um, and how you uh, perceive, like we said, reality. And I think that's influence as you grow, right? And and it 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 really comes down to asking yourself like certain questions, like. Is, is this all this is? Is this just, what, is this the existence of what we have here? Is that all it is? Is is there really moral objective truth? 
You know, uh, these well, certain questions yeah. that you got to ask. Well, and when you don't ask those questions, you develop a severe God complex. And what I mean by that, so say you don't, you don't ask those questions and you just take it as everything is random. What's going to happen is you're going to seem to think that you can control all the elements that are around you. Right. I know I've been there. Um, you know, you, you're going to want to control everything around you. You're going to want to control the people around you. You're going to want to control the outcomes of the situations around you. And you're mm -hmm. never going to have to learn how to deal with disappointment that way. And that's bad because if you don't know how to handle disappointment and you don't know how to address a problem by your reaction alone, mm -hmm. then you're going to come across some serious turmoil and you're going to have anxiety day in and day out and, and wonder constantly, why is everything against me? All right. Well, if 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 there's if that's your worldview where this is all that there is, then your ultimate purpose is just enjoyment, yeah. happiness, self fulfillment. Yeah. Well, I think we should discuss. Okay, the, I I looked up this. There's really four basic views of the world, right? Um, one of them's theism. Yes, the belief in uh, one God who's creator and ruler of the universe. Mm -hmm. There's naturalism or materialism. It's yeah. the belief that all things came out of nothing. It's what it, this is is what it is mm -hmm. ex existence. Pantheism. Yes, belief that God is in everything. Yes. You know, right. God is impersonal like and abstract. Yeah. It's the basic belief system like Eastern religions, you know. Yeah. And then there's deism, yeah. the belief that there is a God who created the universe, but one cannot know who He is. Right. So yeah. those those are really the other ones. The, yeah. You know, well, four basic ones. I mean, honestly, I mean, one not knowing who he is is kind of hitting close to home. <laughs> you know right. What I mean? Right. Like we don't like like honestly, if you think about it, you don't know who you are because a lot of you is made up of things you picked up along the way. You're like a snowball sure. rolling through life. You pick up things every time you go by them. You know. So for example, um, uh. If, if you see a guy, it, it, like like growing up, like as a young guy, you see a guy and you admire certain attributes about those guy, about that guy, or you adopt certain attributes. If you're an artist and you want to make a, a certain type of, uh, of art because based on what you like, you're going to adopt the attributes of the artist. And it's all good to borrow. And, and then eventually you come into this very comfortable place of accepting that you are not like everybody else. And that's kind of where your independence really starts to grow there. That's mm -hmm. a good place, but to get there, you kind of got to, you, you kind of got to take what what works and and roll with it, because truly, if you break it down to that, like, do you really know you? Yeah, I don't think we fully could, uh, given the circumstances of what we're capable of, and as as Christians, we believe that God fully knows us. I, and I think that's a that's why us. a big problem is the the naturalism, the materialism, the the atheism, right? Is is man-centered. It's because if 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 everything evolved out of nothing, you know, and and is here by chance, then then man is the center of all things. We are the center of all things. Right. We you know, our we world we us. so culture and society is only what we deem what culture and society is because then I as a man are, are the center of it, you know? And I think even at the age of two, one years old, you, you already start with um, the center of the universe kind of feeling. Well, that's the whole, yeah, you, you know? you're born in sin, which is basically selfishness. Right. You know, the world that revolve around you. It's, it's me. It's saying, mine. Like, when it's, you're born, you just, you just, you're destined to burn, right? That's it. <laughs> yeah, it's my toys. Don't touch my toys. No, I'm not sharing. Yeah. You no, know? but, but he's, he's got a point. Do you have to teach a baby how to be bad? Yeah. No, they, they're, they come out they're, ready, they're, and and they could be, you know, you have babies that are loving and and nice and good, and but, but at the same time, can be selfish, self centered, and 
It's it's they're it's usually loving because they want something. From yeah, you. right. <laughs> so I mean that's I mean that's uh you know I think that's what I think right now that 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 naturalism is what is prominent you know especially yeah. in culture, you know. Um, so let's talk about culture then. Yeah. Yeah, cultures. You see, and that's a big how does thing. how does worldview intertwine with culture? Okay, well, number one, personally, I think um, the culture drives everything that is not anchored down, and it's funny because yet we're the same people who create the culture. So what winds up happening is, um, as as a group, as as human beings, we create this culture. And you see a majority of people lean towards something in that culture. And then what happens is you have to live up to that. But what's funny is you're also part of what started that. So you're, you're committing to something that you created. So why don't you just create the culture? Right. And this is a problem that we, that we have. We don't, we don't really do that. And, and then so the culture, um, the culture drives... Um, the motive behind politics, for example. But the culture should never drive the motive behind religion of any sort. No, I don't care yeah, what you want. God controls the motive of that. Well, and that ultimately. motive is based on a yeah. standard, and that standard is your standard of morality. Because, right. like, so it's like we were talking about before. Like, I can't, I can't give, knowingly give you something that is going to hurt you right. because I know it's going to hurt you and I can't participate in that. It's like, it's like, you know, like, listen, I didn't shoot that person, but I gave him the gun. <laughs> right. Evil's evil. Right. It doesn't right. matter. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I think that's the big difference between uh, that naturalism uh, ideology worldview and then like a theocentric uh, worldview where instead of man being the center of all things, God is the center of all things. Right. Yeah. You know, and then when, when that happens, there's a different uh, outflow of culture. Yeah, and and the importance of having God at the center of all things is to develop a sort of, uh, not a sort of, is to develop an actual dependency on God, because without that dependency on God, you can't have a perfected vision of what humility is. Well, I think you said it before. It's what you're anchored in. You yeah. want to be anchored in God, who is unchanging, who is true, who is righteous, who is loving, all that stuff, unchanging. Right. As opposed to the worldview around you, which is constantly changing. The more you learn, the more you adapt, the more your worldview can change. If yeah. that's all you're taking is what's around you. So why can't opposed- why can't a naturalist or a pantheist then be anchored in truth or moral? You know, it's like that question yeah. that that Hitchin. They proposed. say they yeah, are, like but why? It's, it's all subjective. Why can't to yeah. them? You know, right. they they seek their truth in what they call would be science, but truly. If you look at it, you know, science would be the scientific method in a natural sense, things that you can see, things you can test, things that you can repeat, you know, observe, and then draw conclusions. And that's the thing, you can test. But yet, uh, many of their conclusions, it's like they're working in reverse. Yeah. They they draw conclusions that everything came out of nothing. And scientifically, not only can you not repeat that, you can't test that, you can't see it, there's no proof for it, and it's absolutely against the laws that we see in nature and in physics. Everything doesn't come from nothing. Well, it right. It's also it's, it comes from that first beginning question that you said is uh, where do what the first question is you know where do you have your moral standard where where do you get that from so like uh, a, a naturalist or a pantheist even you know a Buddhist believes like you got to have some sort of um, 
uh, you know, burden in order to get right. You have to yes. burden yourself. Buddhism is, is based on life is suffering. Like, yeah. like of suffering, right? So like a, a, and a pantheist believes a lot, there's many gods and things like that, and a naturalist doesn't believe there is one. So where do they get their moral standard? The Bible. How do, how can, right, how can they claim, how can they claim I have a right in, in like in the United States, like I have a right, certain rights. How do you believe that if okay. I was, well, if I didn't believe in based on their worldview, they really have no right to claim such things. But they will say, and I've heard like many debates and all this from atheists, their claim is that like everything else, it evolved. Our morals evolved due to social constructs and whatnot. It is better to not eat your neighbor. So we don't do that. So our morals yeah. say don't do that. Regardless that there may be some tribes out there who still practice cannibalism. So it's okay for them, but you know, hey, we've we've evolved we're a higher class of people. We don't, birds we like don't little do hot that. sauce. <laughs> yeah, Anything's <I> possible. <laughs> yeah, well it's like you said, they have to borrow an idea. They have to borrow right. from the Bible. And and, and here's and, and here's the crazy thing about it. Um, so we're talking about suffering. So suffering is such an important issue because the problem that we're having, predominantly in America, is because we, we don't process suffering correctly. Um, we process suffering as someone else being the reason for the suffering. Right, we run from it. We want nothing to do with it. And that. we want nothing to do with it. And, yeah. and it's funny because, like... Um, that's actually what the Bible teaches. The Bible teaches personal responsibility for these things. Mm -hmm. Like, um, so, so for example, um, you know, uh, it's, what is it? Uh, is it second Thessalonians three ten? Don't work. You don't eat. Oh yeah. I love that one. That's yeah. it. It's you real lazy, simple. Go hungry. Yeah. yeah. That's it. You don't want to work. You don't eat. Yeah. So like, you know, I mean, you're, you're talking first century Christians. If you don't tend to your farm, you don't grow food. If you don't go hunting, you don't get meat. You die. That's it. It's a pretty basic statement. In today's day and age, um, you know, there, there are assistance programs. And listen, I'm grateful for those things. I think, uh, I think assistance programs are good, but there's a massive difference between assistance and codependence. Right. Giving a man a fish as opposed to teaching him how to fish. Yeah, yeah, I mean, listen, you give the man a brother, fish. You know, we're, we're commanded to, to yeah. feed the poor and to, and to love on those who can't do for themselves. Yeah. God says, you know, I give abundance to those that they may share with those who don't have so Absolutely. that in time if you don't have you know sounds like, like socialism circle. <laughs> it's, 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 it's biblical no i know but um but but uh but but truthfully enough that's what it boils down to i mean values i mean if it right. if it wasn't your life it wouldn't be called your life period right, right. you know um you know things don't happen in your life because it's everyone else's fault. You know, it happens in your life because you're making bad decisions. Right, things happen to you because they're happening to you. Yeah, for example, when I decided I was going to be a follower of Jesus, the first thing that I said is, okay, I can't do this anymore, I can't do that anymore, and, I can't, and all the things that I said that I couldn't do anymore were really, really bad for me. So I stopped doing them. I said, okay, I have to legally do this. I have but what, to fix but that. Why, but why did you say I can't do it? It wasn't just because it was bad okay, for no, you. No, exactly. It, there's more to that. It's because if I have to claim that, if I ever have to minister to someone that there are certain laws of morality and they work, I have to be an example of that. Right. And well, that is true. the most important thing. If somebody else is in need and I need to care for someone, I need to love someone, I need to talk someone through a hard time. If I say, listen, man, I know you're having a hard time with alcohol, but I'll be right back. I'm going to the bar. They're not going to listen to well, me. Well, I, I shared with you guys, both of you and, and a few other people, if, if 
what what do you have that's your uh you know barometer on when yeah. when things are happening and what i used to do is god kind of put on my heart was like would you do whatever you're doing with your son or daughter in front of you right next to you yeah right. would you, would you do that looking at it yeah, yeah. Would, you, would you do whatever you're about to do with your child or even a child whether it's not yours would you do whatever you're doing right. and and that kind of and it wasn't the fact that yeah things were bad for me or um i want to minister those things were there but it was more like no this is just wrong Right, yeah, and where does that come it. from? Again, like, yeah. what is your motivation there? It, it doesn't really just come from a choice or a decision, it's just to clarify that, but that comes from the working of the Spirit of God in you. Yeah, yeah. Because why is murder? All, apart from that Spirit of God, we all will continue well, on that Well, just like path. in Romans, it says that we're, we all have that wrong, and we know the we truth. We know what's right and we wrong. We know what's right and wrong. Whether, whether the Spirit of God is inside of you as a believer or not, you know what's right and wrong. Right. You were created in His image right. regardless, which is why even like, you know, these atheists and all these other worldview types people will still stand on morality because it is in them. Right. You know, God did create them. Whether they accept it or not, it's true, it's there, and it's across, the, it's across everyone. Every yeah. worldview has a sense of morality because God put it there. But it's also what we were talking about before. It's worth, but the, our last podcast that we had about, um, uh, you know, uh, identity, it's your worth. Yeah, absolutely. Right. And that, and, and you see, that's the whole, that's, that's a really important um, element to this conversation. Because if you, if you have a sense of value, not just for yourself, but for the people that are around you, the people that are really at their bottom around you, you'll be really cautious about what you um, about what you put in front of them, so to speak. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like if um, like when I see when I see somebody having some trouble on the street, I can look at them and I can relate because I've been there. You know, um, if I see somebody who's getting mixed up in a gang or getting mixed up with some with some stuff on the street, trust me, I've been there. You know, like I, there's a bunch of people I could relate to, and I didn't go through that stuff for no reason. I wasn't delayed in certain elements of my life because I'm surrounded by people that just can't wait to take me down. I took myself down, period. And now I act like a decent human being, and I make. We try I make, to. I try. I try to. I'm the worst one on the show, but I try to. You know, but like, but you know, I I try to um. I, I try to be the best version of me that I could be because I'm a representative. I'm an ambassador of the kingdom. Amen. Right. You Amen. know? Right. And so when people see me, I don't want them to see me. I want them to see Jesus. And that's, and that's where your, your worldview, uh, you know, changed. You had a shift in the way you perceived reality. Right. You know, you were perceiving reality one way, just like I was, you know, and that, that, you know, this wasn't, anything you know i wasn't worth anything you know i i wasn't it was hard for me to put a finger on why i was worth yeah. anything your worth is what you accumulate yeah or or family yeah or goods it, or homes and that's or the biggest thing and you try to do that and get that in I'll any be worth way possible yeah. yeah i'll be worth something when i get to that because point. a lot right. of kids a lot of people nowadays perceive uh their worth as how many followers you have or how many uh, likes you can get and then it becomes oh how much uh, income have you created because yeah. of that right. is somewhat you know your net worth yeah I mean and, and and that's like a and that's a really really crappy way to look, to look at life because let me tell you something I I don't need a million people to watch this show 
I mean, would it be nice? Yeah, because we can we can help lots more people. More but people can get involved. More people things can like get that. involved. Yeah, but, it's, but, but Jesus said it's the one, right? Exactly. It if one person reach. said like, "Wow, man, something you it's guys said it. really resonated with me, and I really want to change my life, and I'm ready, I'm ready to submit it all," I would be stoked about that. Right. I would be so. I, nothing else I, matters. Nothing yeah. else matters. At, yeah. You know? Like that's that that's the whole point. I think that's what you have to think about is how do you define in your because it's the worldview really that defines it, but yeah. it's it's. Think about it. How do you define success? How do you define your worth? You know, how do you yeah. define it? And that's and that's all based on uh, on your perception of, right. of the world around you, like you right. just said. Right. And that's and that's really the the uh, the biggest hook into it. Your perception of what um, of what your value is can only be based on two things. It could be based on something that's more internal, like your morality, um, the source of your morality. And, uh, and the peace you find with doing the right thing, or it can be based on what other people think around you. Now, we have such a massive rate of depression and anxiety in society yeah. because people care more about what everybody else thinks, thinks about, about them, them. Yeah. Than, than, than doing the right thing. Right. Like, you know, like, what did Paul say? I forgot how he said it. Doing the right thing at the wrong time is still the wrong thing. Yeah. You know, like... Yeah. Yeah. Like that that's pretty much what it is. Like like you could want to do something because it's the right thing. Right. But if you do it in a setting where you it's only for you to get noticed, then it becomes the wrong thing. Right. You know, right. like your morality has to the standard of your morality has to be pure. And that's a really difficult thing for us as human beings because we have a long history of destroying the things that are best for us. Right. And I think that's where it starts with knowing how how you come to your conclusions how do you uh perceive the world around you how do you perceive your own reality and how do you come to the conclusions on some of the decisions or thoughts that you might have like okay the am i successful like why am i successful um is, is there a reason why i'm successful you know those, those type of things yeah you know so, so like so ultimately like what i would say for anybody who um who disagrees with um, another person, I would say that's the person you need to spend more time with. Right. Honestly. If you have a person that's willing to spend more time with you that you disagree with, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even get into the, your, your core disagreements and belief. I would start with, hi, how's your family? How's right. your job going? Right. Like I said, it's yeah. build relationships and all that. Yeah. And like you touched on before, allow yourself to be challenged. Yeah. Because especially with us standing on the word of God, it's good to be challenged on that. One, it causes us to dig deeper. It firms up our foundation. And it helps us to now encounter other people like that because we truly understand where they're coming from. Yeah. So we're not so defensive and like, oh, I'm losing an argument. And then you become combative and it's a debate as opposed to just, a, you know, a relationship. Yeah. Yeah, because and it, even yeah. even before we have these conversations, I think it's good for people just to search it out for themselves because you can't have a conversation with someone without realizing how you think about these certain things. You know, yeah. like you really you should be searching uh, uh, yourself on why you believe what you believe. You know, why do you think on, uh, why do I look at something and say, hey, this is right or wrong? Why do I do those things? Like, I was talking to my daughter the other day, and I said, you know, if you're going to get, it, get advice from someone, um, whatever you're going to get advice about, you know, do you want someone that, that you know, can see things differently than you do, you know, or are you going to seek someone that's going to tell you what you want to hear? Right. You know, right. Or, you know because most, if you're looking at, like, say, 
let's say like a, a more naturalism worldview and you're going to seek things like, Hey, why do I feel anxiety and why am I going through this? And they say, well, you have to look within yourself, you know, where then a Christian worldview is, would say, Hey, you know what? You need to look outside of yourself for help for God to seek to, for you to be helped through God. And because you're dealing with more than just this reality, Right. You know, like a Christian worldview steps outside and says there's a spiritual reality going on that affects your physical reality as well. You know, where the natural worldview isn't going to see it that way. This is all that is. Yeah, well, the natural, the, the, honestly, the natural worldview is going to tell you to isolate yourself around people who are like-minded. And that's, I, honestly, you're never going to confront the questions. that Christians do that too. Saying. Oh, Christians that we have. A, yeah, I think that's common with everybody. Be, I mean, yeah. it's, it's just comfortable. Yeah. Like you said, it, it's yeah. easy not to be challenged. It's easy like, to surround yourself thing. with people who you will should. tell you what you want to hear. You should. you should, but at the same time, you can't You can't keep the four walls around you. Yeah. Yeah. you. You have to walk. That, like God says, we're, you know, the Bible teaches us that we, we need to be not of the world, but in the world. We're in the world, but not of it. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah, the church has done a really... Like uh, like bad job universally with dealing with people who um, who don't agree, you know, um, because it's easier to to isolate. I'm not saying everybody in the church. I'm just saying as a general statement, there would be a lot more unity if we didn't. Like um, like for example, I had this conversation with you earlier today. Like Jesus did. Jesus hung out with the people in the church for a little bit, and then he went out into the he world. T- he taught, and then he went out into he the world. He taught, yeah. and then he went out into the world, and he yeah. and he practiced what he taught. He went out like like I don't hang out with people who believe in what I believe in all the time. Right. You know, actually, there's quite a bit of time I spend with people that don't believe in what I believe in, and honestly, it doesn't it doesn't come to a point where it affects our relationship. You right. know. Yeah, you can't impact the world if you're sitting behind church walls. Yeah, you got to get yeah. out there. Yeah, you, yeah, that's the whole. Point. And I would suggest that you'd also um, be strong in your faith, though, because there's it's easily for someone to have their biblical worldview get diluted. You know, especially in like we talked about the the week before the information age, you have so much information that you can seek you know, through everything, but it's so easy for a biblical worldview to get diluted. Oh, absolutely, because you can slowly be indoctrinated into something that's not actually biblical. Even in the church, in a certain churches, yeah. but you the know? One th- you know, and the one thing that we can depend on biblically uh, when we come into conversations about people and, and worldviews is that it, it ultimately breaks down to certain fundamental principles when we're talking about worldviews. Right. Number one, when you're talking about Christianity or what Christianity is supposed to have as a proper worldview is the understanding of sacrifice and suffering. The whole, our whole, um, our whole approach to the people in the outside world should be based on sacrifice and suffering. Now, I'm not saying you have to suffer for people to let them understand love continually. That's not what I'm saying. But there is going to be moments in your life for the sake of people you love that you are going to have to suffer. And in that suffering, you are going to have to sacrifice things that you hold dear to you on top of the things that you have to sacrifice that are not good for you in the process in order to be who it's you gonna to be you It's going to cost you something. It's going to cost you something. And the world has a very terrible view of suffering and a very terrible view of sacrifice. Like, uh, first Well, when you say suffering, you know, first thing, people like, it's like, you know, they think of the worst. Well, they think of somebody carrying a cross. Well, yeah. Well, or yeah. just think of like, I why think from an atheist point of view, 
Why would a loving God want me to suffer? Well, so you could learn forgiveness, number one. Yeah. Because forgiveness humility, is the yeah, humility. Forgiveness is the most powerful tool in the world. For for someone who is not, if you're out there and you're wrestling with forgiveness, you are denying yourself freedom. Yeah. I'm telling you right now, you will never feel the joy that you have in your life until you until you uh, submit to Especially forgiveness. when pride is so exalted as an attribute. Oh yeah. Something like, that you should be proud. Like, I'm going to you know, talk about myself. Did you ever notice when you talk about yourself, then you boast about yourself, that there's a part of you that feels foolish every time you do yeah, it? Yeah, the best thing you could do is speak life into someone else. Mm-hmm. Rather than boasting about yourself, you should be uplifting that other person and, and ministering to someone else. That's going to help you, you know, yeah. especially and, even when you're suffering. And I get that, oh, who, who do you think you are? You think you're better than someone? Actually, it's the exact opposite. I think I'm definitely not better I'm actually than worse a lot of, than I'm actually you. worse than <laughs> right. a lot of people. The, and right. that's the whole yeah. point. The yeah. point is, um, is that, number one, I don't have to stay that way, but I am no better than anybody that I've ever taken a moment to minister to. Right. Never, never. As a, as a matter of fact, if I told you some of the things I've done, you say, wow, my life is not that bad. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? You know. You're a pretty messed up dude. Yeah. Right. You know, That's like why we have to continually be giving the glory to God. Yeah. Like, so and like, something, this, uh, good, some good advice that my father gave me was that God is always preparing you for something. You know, whether you're going to be going into the storm, going through the storm or coming out of the storm, either way, he's preparing you for each situation. Yeah. And our worldviews, our worldviews bring certain arguments. Um, I'm talking um, dialogue and actual arguments like and, you know, like and some people enter into dialogue purposely to turn it into an argument so they could have so they can so they can actually exploit the borrowed knowledge ammunition that they've obtained to get to that point. And that's not a reason to have right. a conversation. Yeah. Some of us Christians are the worst offenders of that. Oh, yeah, we, we definitely. We take the truth out there. And I know I've done it myself sometimes. Well, you I do it all the time. Honestly. I don't know all the time, but I do it. <laughs> you did yeah, it today. You did it just before. And you just did it to me before. It. Like, nope, this is the truth. I'm going to stand on it. Bong, you're done. Again, but that's, that's the point. Are we winning arguments or are we trying to win no. souls? Yeah, so because that's to, the point. Yeah, well, but, yeah but that's the whole thing. Like, I don't want to win an argument. I just want to talk. It is fun. Right. And if you get offended there's by There's a time and a place for a debate. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. But and debates do happen. All right. That, yeah, right. There's a time and a place no. for that. But, but here's but. the thing. If you are offended, there, you should, a certain part of you should be excited about that. Because right. somewhere in that offense lies, lies, lies a weakness in your stronghold that needs to be broken. And you can grow through that. And I know because I've been broken many, many times. Right, and, what does uh, the Bible tell us? Tribulation, suffering, all these things grow us in maturity. Yeah. They're actually for our good. So if, I had, if, I, if I'm, I'm going to be 48, right? So if I was the same way as I was when I was 38, something would Dang, be terribly you wrong. You old. Yeah. 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 <laughs> no, but see, it's just kind of like same thing with like, uh, uh, you know, me. I, I have a green thumb. I love growing things and my grass, you know, and all that stuff, but, but and peppers, it, yeah, and peppers onions, and all that stuff. I love, I love it. But uh, a strong root, a strong tree has been through the worst storms, right? You know, the worst wind, the worst storms, the worst rain, things like that. You, you have strong roots. Right. It's going to stand yeah. up, you know, right. and the so, roots grow first. Yeah. And right. it's, it's going to be strong stand when they have that good foundation. Right. But yeah, and a seed a grows in darkness. That tree's getting knocked down. <laughs> <laughs> no tree grows in darkness. None of the seed grows in darkness. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
So, yeah. I mean, I guess what, you know, so the worldview that you, you should really be thinking of your worldview and saying, okay, how do I establish what worth is to me? How do I establish what uh, morality is to me? And then in those things, you know, you, then you, it's how you perceive what you're taking in or what you're reading or what you're watching, um, and, you know, in those questions, Yeah. you know? And allow that worldview to be pushed to its conclusion. You see so yeah. many times out there, you want to, like you say, why do you believe what you believe? And if this is what you believe, then look at where this takes you. Yeah. And well, where you ultimately end up in is outside of God. And, and where's the evidence that your worldview is actually making the world a better place? Yeah. And that goes to the first thing we were talking about with, the, with you know, abortion. And it's like, what, you know, the, the high, what is the highest value, you know, and, and to us is it's human life. Yeah. You know, because right. we're created in God's image. The, the, the greatest worth is, is another human being. Right. And I don't you like, know? and people think I don't, and, and you know what? And it's probably because the church has done a bad job with some of this, but too, is that people think like that, that we go around condemning people for having a boy. No, no, no. Let me tell you something. If there is a woman who has gone through that, yeah. Right now, you need to be comforted, like seriously. Absolutely. Like you need love, you need attention, you need to be spoken to. Like there's a lot of things that you know that. Well, you think might of be how many there are. Like, there's a lot of women, you know. There's like four million. A year. You know, it's it's just a lot, and there's a lot of women, and you know, men feel it too. You know, we all Absolutely. know from experience. So it's like Absolutely. you know, you know it, um, and no, we're not in the position to condemn anybody because if that was, I would be the first one being stoned. Yeah, your sin right. is no bigger. You know that I would be the first one that would be condemned. Mm-hmm. You know, absolutely. Me too. Me too. And and listen, if 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 what we're saying would be so far fetched, you would have never heard anything about learning from your mistakes. Period. You would just keep making the same mistake over and over, and nobody would ever refute it. Right. But obviously, you have to. You have to come to grips with the reality that mistakes happen because you are imperfect, because you are not going to make the right decisions all the time. So when I'm having a conversation with somebody like about this stuff or anything, is the first thing that I have to ask myself is that I have, you know, am I making a mistake by addressing them in this fashion that is going to do more damage than good? Because if that's the case, I'm going to keep my mouth shut and walk away. Because yeah. I've made that mistake before. Right, yeah. Right. Yeah, and like you said, like in order to have conversations with anyone, I think we need to have relationship. Because no hatred can outlast relationship. Yeah. If you were stuck in a, in in a, in a house with somebody that you totally disagreed on, in a year you guys would have a bond and relationship. I don't care who you are. You have to be oh, yeah. a downright evil person to spend that much time with somebody and not actually build a bond with that person. And 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 it, it's very difficult to go through any relationship without having a disagreement. Absolutely, you're gonna disagree. Well, of course, nobody sees everything eye to eye on all things. You're gonna disagree, like, yeah, yeah. and it's and it's how you and it's how you disagree. Now, are are we gonna you know charge the stage and try to tackle you and stab you with a gun that's loaded with knives? <laughs> I'd have done or, ten you know? years ago. I might have done something like that, but not. <laughs> you know, like even in in L.A., I think with the riots going on, there there's cops there just trying to keep the peace, and they're throwing rocks at them. And yeah, stuff but that, like you see, that, and that's you know? the whole problem with with all of this that's happening. It's all happening because the perspective the perspective of the world is skewed on so many people and the same people that are saying that your perspective is skewed don't realize that theirs is and and this is why you need to ask yourself these questions um number one number two you have a lot of misguided 
over energetic young men out there that are acting like complete and total maniacs right now because they they're not being led in in, in a way that is that is fitting for a young man to act like mm. why isn't your son tearing stuff up right now right why because he was told not to and he was given a reason not to a lot of these kids don't even have reasons a lot of these kids Honestly, are not the getting reasons. well yeah I, th I think it comes down to seeing the worth in that guy that I'm about to hit with a rock you know yeah, and that's so little value on human life across the board and that's what naturalism ultimately does I mean we're all just bags of meat floating around in the universe that doesn't care about you yeah our life is but a blink anyway so it's all about me I don't care about you you offend me I'm gonna roll you over yeah so well and listen I've I've been there I've been or there. I'm just right. gonna cancel you cut you off and yeah let, not even <laughs> no, talk to you no Netflix. no that's what happens even yeah. with family members because family members instead of having a conversation we might disagree you know what I'm just not coming to Thanksgiving yeah I'm, I mean, I'm just not coming by you know when I was younger and I was like you meet a young girl and you say, oh, like maybe we can talk and maybe figure out, start dating or whatever. And she says, oh, no, I haven't talked to my mother in like like, like six months. I, my sister, I don't talk. I'm like, well, you know, all right. Bye. <laughs> yeah. Like that's a sign right there that, that that's, a, that's a red flag that goes right. So why, why don't people choose to talk to people? Because they're being challenged. Yeah. They disagree. Listen, you could disagree with someone and still talk to them. But if you're choosing not to, it's because you're being challenged in a way that makes you extremely uncomfortable. And the right. pressure behind that is so unbearable. Like people want to surround themselves with like-minded people so that they're not challenged. So and I think it comes down to one thing, love. Because, yeah. because if, if I love you, all right, even if I disagree with you, it's not going to matter. You know, it's yeah. and that's unconditional. It's like you know what, we, there, you might do something wrong, you might offend me, but either way, I love you. You know, and I'm gonna have that conversation. Yeah, even if I don't like you, I'm gonna love you. Right. right. What, what is love? And you know? where do you get what that definition love? of love? Baby, don't hurt me. Don't hurt me. start You start singing songs. Start singing. The Return of the Mac. Love is you know what what you do for me, so I'll offer my affection for you. Yeah. Then that's fleeting. That's not yeah. you know unconditional, like my, you said. But yeah. if you're rooted in love and what love is by what God says it is, it is unconditional. And even when you are disagreeing or even when you're not getting along or even if it's somebody out in the street who we're told to love even our enemies, I don't have to see out of you. You can be offensive to me. And you know what? I'm still going to love on you by sharing the truth with you. Hopefully yeah. graciously. Even as I say, yeah. go to hell. Even, even as, as I, I tell you to go to hell. Try to be gracious. No, like... But no, but that, that is a gracious way. You see, like, love shares the truth. It started, yeah. well, yeah. 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 You know? you That's know? true. All right, so. Love that is, is patient, true. Love is kind, but love stands for what is true. Yeah, and, and, and it harbors, um, and what did I say? It, it harbors no. Um, ill will. To pa ill will to yeah. past transgressions. It, it doesn't right. keep track of. But, it doesn't you know. keep track. You right. see, and that's, that was one of, like, the most impactful things about uh, First Corinthians that I read. I was like, wow. I was like, doesn't. It doesn't hold on to the past. So easy right. to hold a grudge, right? We yeah. all hold on to the yeah. past to some extent. Yeah, yeah. You know, so like, That's what you're so is it your definition of love, or do you allow yourself to be changed by God? So yeah, work? exactly. So this is my 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 next point is that when I look at somebody who I totally disagree with, the one thing that keeps me grounded is that I truly believe that God sent His Son to die for you. Because he loved you. And even if I didn't have that worldview, now let's take it a step even closer, is that someone out there loves you. Yeah. Right. A family member, a family mother, member, father, right. uncle, yeah. friend. You know what I mean? Like, no matter how bad of a person you are, 
And like you could be the worst person in the world. There is somebody crying over your chaos. Well, there's also I've, there's yeah. a movie. I think it's called Midnight Clear. It's pretty. It's pretty good. It's with one of the Baldwin. What's his name? Um, Stephen. Yeah, Stephen. And he he did a, it's and it's a perspective of where you see everybody on this block really and things they're going through. We don't know what the next person's going through. The yeah, depression right. that they're having. Like they're being. Uh, beaten by their husband they're being abused as a child there there's so many things going on in these people's lives then if if we're sitting there and trying to be like hey you need to see this way you need to look at it this way you need to no there's first got to be some kind of like hey i just care about you i'm here it's like yeah you you may you may not even like like me you may not even like me you you may even hate me but i'm not going to give you the benefit of of throwing hatred at you so you can say Oh look! Now I have a reason to hate him. I'm 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 not going to do that. And, and that's why the Bible teaches that when you're wronged, that you need to uh, do good to that person. Yeah. The reason the reason why they right. say do that, and Paul says it that it then rains coals of fire on their head. Not the way Tim would look at it, but <laughs> it, 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 it's it's on but it's head. for it's for them to say, hey, you know what? I'm sitting here treating this guy so bad or this woman so bad, but. They just keep loving me back. Right. It allows you know? conviction. It allows conviction and, yeah. and, and that to, to fill in them and say, hey, I'm using them as a punching bag, but but here they are still loving me back, loving me back. And even if someone doesn't realize it right away, eventually down the line, it's it's gonna it, you're gonna have that uh, reality come to right. Yeah, that's, that's where that's, faith in God is 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 crucial because we can trust that ultimately God will work all things out in the end. And yeah, even for yeah. those who die like that, and there are those out there who are yeah. going to die in their sin. You know, there are those out there who are going to be haters of everybody, and they're going to go to the grave cursing God. I mean, you think of Stalin on his deathbed cursing God, but ultimately God will have and do what's right. Ultimately, yeah. th- those people will see justice. Ultimately, you know, you'll be exonerated. yeah. You better stop being a hater. Yeah, stop being hater. Stop, stop being a hater. hater. You'll see justice. You'll see. You're gonna see justice. You see fire. <laughs> you see pain. <laughs> Can't stop singing that song. Yeah, yeah, but 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 seriously. So like, um, and and listen, our brains are wired, um, for manipulation. We're we're born really good at it. Um, so like, kind of like, you know, piggybacking on what you said, you you were talking about, um you know, like doing things for the wrong reasons and then putting a person through that. Mm -hmm. So after a while, like, I mean, like everybody should ask themselves this question. What am I doing to manipulate a person to either cover up a lie or to further my ulterior motive to them? doesn't matter how big it is. doesn't matter how small it is. Everybody has to ask themselves that question. That that's a that's a very very important question that I don't think we ask ourselves often enough. Do I am I doing this because I want this person to believe I'm virtuous? Am I doing this because I want this person to love me for that attributes self, that self centeredness might not even yeah. yeah. But, but we all have a certain level of it. Some yeah. of us more than others. I mean, you have you have narcissist borderlines. You have all sorts of different categories that people fall in at different levels for doing this. But no lie, we all have ourselves in this. So yeah. if you could um, if you could shave away the layers of lies that you tell other people to make you seem like a better person, you can get down to the core of existing as the same person in the shadow and in the light. Yeah. Yeah. Right, no matter which way you're looked at, absolutely. Yeah. And and as far as I think the big part is with our conversation today. That's also how you perceive 
perceive things you know yeah. how, how your worldview do you see worth in that other person or do you just see more worth in yourself so you'd be willing to tell that lie or manipulate in that certain way because you'd rather see your worth increase even if it means their worth decreasing yeah and and that boils down to um do you over do you overweigh the knowledge of your perception versus the uh what could unfold in the conversations that you have Right. Do, do you think that the knowledge that you obtain about your perception of the world is more powerful than the relationship you can possibly have with a person? Because if that is true, you're missing out on something truly great. That, that's two things. That's one person that's going to be having the conversation in their own mind, even while you're speaking. So they're, they're already having that conversation. So there's no change going to happen there. And then number two, it's, it's the person is look is not willing to see that they can be changed because because if you if you you got to know that you're growing like we said in as you go through life you're growing in knowledge of whatever that is and you're changing but we've gotten to a point in society where people are like you know this is it you're not going to change or you don't have the ability and we've gotten here before of ourselves we really cannot no, I mean, we can't. We can evolve and shift a little bit, but ultimately, in and of ourselves, we're gonna we're gonna seek ourselves. Not without being. Not without yeah, being I mean that's true in a way. But even if you look at say a very successful man that has, good, he doesn't see that he has to believe that he did it himself. Yeah, you know that right. you're gonna get somebody that has that uh, say, hey, you know what? Well, I did do it myself. There was no help. They don't see any outside source that actually gave them those opportunities and, and giving thanks to him. Right. That's like that scripture says, you know, you, you know, you, you took the uh, image of God and it became like the image of the creation. Yeah, you instead. worship the creator, creator you, you know, creator. Cre- creation. Yeah. 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 So, so if you're, so if your theology is really just a, um, just, just a, a, a measure of, uh, of your definition of success, then you've got the God complex. Then you said, well, I did this. I deserve the, the, I deserve the, the glory for coming to this place that, that I'm in right now, and that is what matters to me, and that is what gives me value, then you're missing out on the best part of life. I have never been happier um, yeah. in my life um, until I let all of those things go. Right, and that, that's true. And with that perspective, when you have that God complex, when you are, you know, the, you're trying to fulfill your, just your own desires, your own needs, it's like you just you keep trying to fill yourself up with stuff that makes you happy, but you're never truly satisfied. There's always something more you need. And, and like I've been yeah. there, like chasing the money and the cars and the women and, and all this stuff was all great. I, I seemed to have so much fun doing it, but it was always like, I need more because it's just yeah. not enough. I, I need the next thing, the next that new car, the next closes, new bike, yeah. you know, the next line of clothes, the next, the next girl, the, the next drug, the next this. It's always, there's always something else you're missing. Why do I need the car? Why do I need the girl? Why are all of our wives watching Netflix instead of watching our show right now? Important things <laughs> yeah. like this. Yeah, important things. You know, it's right. just, it drives me bonkers sometimes. Yeah, just, so, it, so it you know, I think going forward, it, you know, I think look into what you see as uh, truth, right? Yeah. Moral truth. What you see as worth, you know, what you perceive, I should say. As what's what's worth? How do you define it? Like, how do you define what's worth or what's successful? You know, and then uh, see, take a test. Look at what kind of lens you're looking through when you see a news something. Like, how are you perceiving these things? 
you know, and just take a step back and say, okay, now if I looked at it in this perspective, how does that conclusion end? If I look at it in this perspective, how does that conclusion end? And and have and do I have this perspective because I was taught this perspective? Yeah. Because I admired somebody who had a similar perspective as well. Right. And can I call on the show and ask T Bird to um to um you know Give me a shout sometimes and talk to me. <laughs> Come on. Give me a call. You know, I'm not doing the dance. Come on. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's it. Is the word. On that note. Yeah. Yeah. So well, it's been so real, y'all. It's been real, y'all. Don't forget to tune in next week, Wednesday at 8 p.m. What are we talking about next week? Things and stuff. Stuff and stuff. <laughs> stuff and stuff. No, you never know. <laughs> yeah, we got a couple things coming up. Yeah. We got a good show. Uh, we're going to be talking about the medical field soon. Yeah. Uh, we're just trying to pull all those things together. We're going to have a couple of guests on the show. Yeah. So the doctors, be ready. Yeah. And, and I think uh, we also, you wanted to talk about. Uh, kind of have all, all of what we've been speaking about the past few weeks yeah. and goes into how this relates to culture. Yes. So we're going to have a show about culture. We're going to show have a medical and we're going to have a series about relationships yes. coming up very, yes. very soon. Because we're all good at relationships. We're just so <laughs> good, we're at so good at them. Yeah, we're yeah. the ones you should be listening to. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, on that note, guys. See you next week. See you Only next week. here on Alathia Radio. Yeah.